everyone. Welcome to another edition of Healthcare's Missing Link, a podcast where we help you uncover those things that are hidden that are stealing your best health. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Sherwin, and today we're going to dive into a little bit of good news for a change. Bad news, when it's consistent, can affect your health in a negative way. We all know that. So we want to offer you a little bit of good news, inspiring stories with great life application to really benefit us and bless us as we go through life. Remember, if you are blessed, you will be a blessing to other people. So to be a blessing, you need to first bless other people. So we're going to tell you two stories today that are real stories. One is an incredible act of thankfulness. Thankfulness is good. Many times people don't say thank you enough. So this story that we'll talk about in just a moment is going to talk about the very thing Uh, thankfulness demonstrated in a mighty, mighty way. The second story comes to us from overseas in the midst of one of the greatest, most unexplained tragedies that we've had in the history of our world. There is an exceptionally heroic act by a nurse to save the lives of a couple little babies. So these are amazing stories and I can't wait to share them with you right now. First and foremost, We're going to talk about a story of a teenager who has actually got this wonderful idea to say thank you in a unique way. She began to create a global card campaign. Think about this, a homemade global card campaign. Jessica Ong, O-N-G, she decided that a few months into the pandemic, and she's 14 years old, and we like to share stories of young people because young people have fresh minds. The Bible talks about us becoming young again and to be like the little ones. And so maybe we need to think in a fresh way, like a little kid. Maybe we need to really dream again, like a little kid. Remember when you dreamed you could become anything or do anything, you were going to be a professional athlete in four sports at the same time, those gargantuan dreams that didn't seem possible. Well, guess what? When you're a little kid, anything seems possible. So maybe we need to let the little kid in us come out again. But months into this pandemic, uh, Jessica Ong, 14 again, decided she wanted to do something to help others. So she began making cards. And this campaign of hers, of card making, was meant to say this thank you to the frontline workers on the pandemic. So the group, this Handmade card group sends messages of thanks to healthcare workers, uplifting notes to seniors, or patients who may be feeling a little bit lonely. So they're addressing these people that may be feeling overwhelmed and lonely. This small act of kindness, of course, got started at her home and is spread across the country and even the world through, guess what, a little social media page called Instagram. Jessica says this, and this is her quote, not mine. I think a lot of teenagers nowadays, we feel so helpless right now, and it's really hard. And we don't know what to do. But we can do, we can give that support to people in the form of a card. What wisdom from a 14-year-old young woman. So Cards for Kindness has more than 530 ambassadors in 30 countries located around the world. I mean, this started from Jessica's 14-year-old dream, Cards for Kindness. She further states, and she's quoted saying, it makes me want to care for people more when I see complete strangers are sending so much love to each other. Friend, kindness is contagious. 
Thank yous are contagious. Be kind and say thank you more often. Now, Ong, of course, she feels empowered during this time of such uncertainty and wants others to join her in this project and also this feeling of empowerment. Sometimes people look at kids and they say, just because of their age, they're not old enough to do any good. And sometimes they get pushed down. Well, you keep your dream to yourself and don't affect me and my adult habits and my adult locked in belief system or boxed in belief system. But I'll tell you, friends, as Jessica states quite plainly through her actions and words, her voice is just as powerful. One of the seniors, she states, that she gave a card to messaged her back one day and said that he put it in his office and it has been a permanent spot there. And it's just so heartwarming. Jessica really understands this when she realizes that every one of these people Knowing they're loved and cared for and supported brings life in the midst of a lifeless, uncertain, and even lonely situation. Lonely, of course, makes us more susceptible to not just the detachment portion, but the susceptibility to depression. And sometimes loneliness can be quite scary. It's really important that we don't allow loneliness to become the norm in our world. So, from Atlanta, Georgia, to San Diego, California, to countries all around the world, the Cards for Kindness Clubs works to bring a personal touch to those who need it most. It's a growing group of young people and who they found in these challenging times brings unexpected opportunities to make a difference. In the first six weeks of this pandemic, they made and sent more than a thousand cards and all the cards Many of them are at least handmade art. So Cards for Kindness continues to this day to spread joy, hope, love, and caring. So far, they've made over 14,000 cards and do not plan on stopping. What's the takeaway message from this good story? I touched on earlier. Find an opportunity and a place to be kind, to say thank you. Your challenge with this story and the application is this. When you hear this podcast, as soon as it's over, and it's not going to take very long to listen to the other story because you'll be amazed, you need to reach out, send someone a card, send someone a thank you card. Maybe you need to pick out one thank you card a week to send to somebody. Don't do it because you're trying to get something back. Do it because you just want to encourage them and say thank you for all the good and the gift they've been in your life. Our next story comes from overseas in the Middle East in a place called Beirut, Lebanon. Many of you know at this point, there was a massive explosion from some stored up ammonia nitrate. But in the midst of this explosion, where many, many people were killed, there was heroically and somewhat still unbelievably, it's got me straight shaking my head right now still, and I just told my wife about it, there were three infants from this explosion who were saved. And a photojournalist named Bilal Jawish, Bilal Jawish was at home on the outskirts of Beirut when an explosion which killed at least, as far as we know, 135 people and injured more than 5,000 and damaged more than 300,000 homes rocked this Lebanese capital, the city of Beirut. Hundreds of buildings were destroyed or disfigured by the explosion. 
which officials have linked to some 2,750 tons, I didn't say pounds, I said tons, of confiscated ammonium nitrate stored in the city's warehouse for several years. Amazing. Regardless of how it got there, regardless of what happened, in the midst of some of the greatest tragedies of the world, people can come together. They can come together and do some heroic things when life matters. We're getting ready to hear an amazing story. Amid the chaos, Belil Jawish documented something extraordinary. There was a nurse at a nearby Al-Ram hospital in the Ashrafay district, which is just a few kilometers from the port where the explosion occurred. So Jawish, Mr. Jawish, he followed the smoke until he reached the port of Beirut. Of course, he's a journalist. He's going to capture all this. And he's following what he calls his professional intuition, which took him to Al-Ram Hospital. When he's there, he noticed a nurse's extreme calm, which was quite contrasting compared to the surrounding atmosphere just one meter away. Several people were dead and injured, laying everywhere nearby. So Mr. Jawish, he headed to the area after seeing a massive plume of smoke rise into the air. And Jawish said the nurse, who he observed to be very calm, told him later that evening that she was in the maternity ward when the blast hit. So she was on her normal duties doing what she did, and the blast hit while she was right there in the maternity ward. She got knocked unconscious, and when she came back to herself, she was holding the babies. Now, this is extraordinary. She got knocked unconscious because of the blast, and when she came to, she was holding babies. What? What do you mean? How did that happen? Mr. Jawish observed this nurse with what he described as a possessed hidden force that gave her the self-control and ability to save those children. How did she do that, being knocked unconscious? How did she do that, not knowing what she was doing? So George Saad, the emergency preparedness and disaster manager for the hospital, said the babies and their mothers now have been transferred to other hospitals. This heroic nurse was able to, against all odds, save three babies, even after being knocked unconscious. Perhaps in all of us, there's some kind of hidden trait that actually allows us to go beyond and do the extraordinary when we don't even know what we're doing. So interestingly enough, as the city of Beirut still grapples with the aftermath of the explosion, Jawish's photo of the nurse is still to many being seen as a glimmer of hope in the darkest times. And he quotes, and I hope we remember this quote very well, my friends, people stand out amidst these violence, violent and dark and evil circumstances, and this nurse was up to the task. It's interesting to think about sometimes that when things bad happen like this, we sometimes don't really understand why bad things happen. So the application in this story is simple. Maybe you don't realize the extraordinary and heroic power within you. Maybe you've never had to exert these extraordinary efforts as this nurse did. But friend, it's there. Inside you is an amazing force that wants to save 
preserve, and even give life. It's there because, quite frankly, and you may not believe this, God put it there. And God put in you the force that is life. And that life force is a force that can give life to others if we allow it. So if we will begin to give, be kind, say thank you, and give life, and be willing to step out and do the extraordinary in extraordinary times, and we live in extraordinary times, be a bright light in the dimmer of hope, in the glimmer of, of darkness. There's enough evil out here right now, enough darkness. But I remind you that we are supposed to be hope givers, hope dealers. And we're supposed to shine like the darkest, like the brightest stars in the darkest nights. If you ever been out in the country, you know what I'm talking about. You might see a lot of dark sky, but all you see is those bright stars lifted up, lifted up and all around you, lighting up everything around you. When you think about it, there's still more dark than there is light. But any amount of light will overpower any amount of darkness. So when you get overwhelmed, when you feel tragedy, when disaster strikes, when it seems hopeless, give hope by saying thank you. Give hope by being kind to someone just because. Thank those first responders. Thank those first frontline workers. Thank those people that have done something extraordinary in your life. Be willing to step up and be heroic. Stand out. Step up. Speak up. And when you do, you too, just like these two, will shine like those bright stars in the darkest of nights. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I hope it's made you smile. Remember, smile is like good medicine to the soul. So that does provide a lot of hope and healing, health, and life. We're always grateful for you listening. So make sure that you always go down and push the subscribe button and find out what and who is coming up next. Remember, don't let those hidden things bog you down to your health. I'll look forward to seeing you next week and next edition on Healthcare's Missing Link. Bye for now.